Y'all, I am Tyler Meredith, and welcome to another episode of BDE, Big Disney Energy, baby. Let's make some magic. Y'all, thank you for joining me on another episode of BDE, Big Disney Energy. I'm so excited you're here today. And honestly, I cannot even begin to describe my excitement for the guest who has joined me here today and has taken the time out of her super, super, super busy schedule to join me. This guest and I have known each other since I was 14. I won't tell you how many years that is, but it's a lot. Um, And I always like to say that in our lives, we have a Michael Jordan. Like everyone is someone's Michael Jordan. Um, You are someone's Michael Jordan. And this human being has been my Michael Jordan for, okay, I'll say it, the past almost 20 years. She is an unbelievable actor, an incredible improviser. She is on on Team Wild Horses and ASCAT. She has some incredible upcoming Zoom shows. Please, please, please check her out. She has probably guest starred in every television show you've ever seen and is in every commercial you've ever seen because that's how she fucking rolls. The one and only Mary Holland. Wow, what an intro. (laughs) I'm honored. Oh my God. I'm sweating. I'm so excited. I'm sweating. (laughs) I can't, that means so much to me. Oh my gosh. I'm so um, glad. I, I can't believe, I love that you're like, I'll say it, 20 years. <laughs> oh my God, that is so, it's nuts, isn't it? It is. It is. Yes. 20 years at Interlochen. Wow. Well, front since Interlochen and then yeah. also in college. That's right. Yes. That's- yeah, yeah, we were in college together when I was at Northern for a little while. And then, yeah. like, I feel so lucky that we've been able to stay in touch and I've been able to see you when I'm out in L.A. I know. I, I am so happy to see you whenever you come out. And I I really hope someday to travel again. I know. <laughs> I know. Chicago and see you there. I, I love Chicago so much. And it would be great to have you show me around? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll choose LA only because just like the weather among other things, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To Chicago right in the middle of February. <laughs> right. Right. I feel like peak winter. Come. Yeah. <laughs> I'll travel in peak winter. Peak winter, I think is what I'm going to go for. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mary, so I like to start off uh, the pod by asking everyone the same three questions. Um, Number one, what is your relationship to Disney? My relationship to Disney goes way back. (laughs) You can imagine as it does with all of us, I think. I am a full-on Disney fan. I grew up on the movies, Mm -hmm. watched them religiously, watched them multiple times. I was... Uh, so into the newsies. I remember that was one of my first live action movies. Oh, I ever saw. A classic. Um, a classic. <laughs> and of course, launched Christian Bale's career. I mean, I, mean, I couldn't be in there without. <laughs> without. I mean, yeah. Batman who? Like he, he is, yeah, he was Batman just. Who? <laughs> exactly. He doesn't have a last name. Batman no. who? <laughs> um, so yes. Yeah, so I, very much into it. And actually when we were at Interlochen together, I clung to Disney as a 
tent pole of my identity. Uh-huh. Yes. I'm familiar I with this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if we ever went to the mall together on a Sunday or a Monday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but if we had, you would have seen me spend a lot of time in the Disney store oh. at the mall. And I started collecting pens oh. um, uh, and just really, I went every weekend and would buy all these pens and I stupidly like writing pens, like, 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 no, like pens that you like put on oh, your jacket. Yes. Your- oh yeah. That's huge. I mean, that's like its own Disney no. subculture. Yeah. So I don't know if you felt this way, but going to Interlochen, it was my first time being away from home, from anything comfortable, anything familiar. And I was super anxious of, of course, I mean, I, I wanted to find my, <laughs> where I stood in the group and like be a part of this new pack. And I really went through, I mean, in several phases of my life, I've gone through so many identity crises and like, who am I? And what do I love? And the one thing, the answer that I came up with at that time and it's still true today is, well, I know I love Disney and I it that the nostalgia of it and the, the stories and the, the, just the whole world and the atmosphere of Disney, I latched onto and was like, this will keep me safe in this new world that I'm suddenly in. So, um, so it, I, I really have a, a deep emotional connection to it. I feel like yeah. it, it was oh, so formative that. for me. I, I also have this super specific memory of you that I have attached uh, to the Little Mermaid, um, which was, uh, in case y'all aren't familiar with Interlock, and it's a boarding arts high school in the beautiful woods of northern Michigan. Um, it is a magical fairyland. And um, there there were there were these like things called that we call <laughs> coffee houses. I don't don't actually know if they served coffee, but I think it was just hot chocolate. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Right, right. And um, it, they were on Saturday nights. And one time Mary performed uh, Poor Unfortunate Souls, a lip sync of Poor Unfortunate Souls. I think it was a lip sync. Um, f- yes, from The Little Mermaid. And I... I ch- the amount of times I've been like, yeah, so Ursula is great, but my friend Mary performed this once and it was the best thing I've ever seen. So, <laughs> I mean, she's great. Listen, Ursula's she's great. great. <laughs> However, <laughs> oh, man. I love that. I, uh, I remember that. I, and to this day, I play this song, that song, and I just slip Mm -hmm. right into the performance of it. It's just, it's It's a a banger. Exquisite song. (laughs) And the just so brilliant. Mm -hmm. It's so emotive. And so like, there's so many layers to it that uh, it is such a joy to slip into. Um, Yes. I remember that. I remember, you know, once again, it was like, I, I felt that need to, put myself out there and like attempt to make connections and make friends and be creative. And the way that I could felt safe doing that was through Disney. 
through Ursula and her oh, many yes. legs. And her, and her eight, I was literally going to say 16. And I was like, check yourself. Like, what do you know about an octopus, Tyler? Like, 16 is not is not it. Um, <laughs> so what would your three, your top three Disney movies be? My top three, that's a great question. I... Uh, I know it's a recent one, but boy, am I obsessed with it. Moana. Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. I love Moana so much. Um, (laughs) Another favorite, Hercules. Oh, so good. A classic. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm really, there there are a few that I'm not a fan of, but, but these are the ones that stick out to me as like, like my sister and I, Hercules is really special to us and we mm-hmm. a lot of inside jokes come from that. Um, great, great. So so that sort of sticks out to me and Moana I just fell head over heels for and uh really I'm thinking like earlier another one I loved oh my gosh was um uh Robin Hood was the oh. the fox Yes. Yes. So many good voice actors in that. Like those. mm -hmm. And great music. And the music is so good. And in Hercules and Moana, like both of those scores are just amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. The, The because that is such a huge aspect of Disney movies. It, you don't think of them as musicals necessarily, but the, right. the music is such a, an important part of it. It's its own character in the story and, and in the experience. Yeah. 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 Well, if you could be one Disney character, who would you be? Ah! I know that's, I know, I know it's really Ah! tough. It's a mean question. It's so mean. And you know what? I didn't think that this was going to be a gotcha show, but here it is. You're putting me right on the spot. This is going to millions of people. And now everyone. Millions. Millions. Uh, Let me think. I mean, I would, I think that the answer to that question would be different, of course, at at different times. I feel like Mm -hmm. 15, 16, all I wanted, I was desperate to be Ariel. I was desperate to be Uh, Aurora. I wanted to be mm -hmm. so beautiful and... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Same. <laughs> Show me a human who didn't. Yeah, yeah, who was fifteen or sixteen who wasn't like I'm a princess. I I need to be a princess. You know. Yes, that's, yeah. what I, that's what I gotta be. Um, yeah. So, but I feel like in my age, as I get older, I mm-hmm. am very drawn to Cruella Deville. I'm drawn yes. to. Um, I, I will Ursula, of course. I'm, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm drawn to who is that character? I think this was a Disney movie. What I remember seeing this movie when I was so young, but there's uh-huh. like, I, I, and I don't remember which one it is, but there is a character. I feel like there's a crocodile involved. There's a a, a lady oh, who has kind of oh, like yes. Madame Medusa in The Rescuers? That's it! I can't believe you got it from my zero hits. <laughs> I feel it. like, I, but then I was picturing you as her, and I was like, well, Mary could only mean this character. She would be amazing. At, like, she should be cast as her. Like, that is the oh, live action. God bless. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, those, those I, I think, you know, 
of course, multi-layered characters and yes. the villains are the most multi-layered. Like, absolutely. They have, they're complicated and they have, uh, they have a uh, reason for being the way they are. And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to dive into there. Yeah, I felt like I was definitely in a place of Belle for a very oh, long time. She's amazing because she, she's, she's amazing a woman. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when Anna came out, when Frozen happened, oh. I was like, "Oh, that is me. Oh I am God, she." Yes. Like we, I was like, "We are the same person." I could oh, see it. Oh my gosh, totally. <laughs> However, I do feel like. In my heart of hearts, like I would always say Mad Madam Mim, who I think is the best villain of all time from Sword in the Stone. Like I love a classic villain because, yeah. yeah, they're so layered and cool. So layered and cool. They, so they, layered and cool. And I love also, that. as you get older, you just start, you have a better understanding of how complicated life is and how right. um, there's good and bad in all of us. And in yourself, you, you have to like wrestle with the with those dueling aspects of yourself so uh it it makes sense that you know you have more empathy for the people who are of course yeah yeah not not like Frollo and Hunchback so much but like everyone else pretty much I'm on board with but he's trash (laughs) complete garbage and everyone knows but everyone I can see their side same same me too oh yeah oh yeah um I am so excited. This is, I think, the first Pixar movie um, that I've gotten to do, which I'm super, super excited about. Um, I'm so glad you chose Inside Out, which I can't believe came out five years ago. I thought it was like, yeah, I couldn't. I was like, it had to have been like 10, but I can't believe it was only five years ago. That is really shocking. Um, Yeah, it, it does feel like it should be longer, but. I remember exactly where I was when I saw this movie. Really? Yeah, we, it was, it was kind of a special time. I had gotten cast in my, the first movie um, that I, I've ever done. And that was Mike and Dave need wedding dates. And we were shooting. In- yes. <laughs> so good. It's so good. Oh, God bless you. I really, I simply can't watch it. It's, <laughs> I really didn't understand how big my performance was until I saw, saw it on the screen. So it's so funny. Every, everybody's so great in it, but I, I really, I really cringe at myself, but please sure. go check it out. Um, it was a a party from start to finish. I mean, it, it it was so magical and we were, we were shooting in Hawaii in this Mm -hmm. resort on the North shore of Oahu, which is, is the only resort for miles. Like it's that, that area of Oahu is very, the, um, locals there really are anti-development, which is great. They're really, mm-hmm. they're That's awesome. Yeah. Preserving a lot of what has been there for ages. So, uh, mm-hmm. so we were also, I didn't have a car, me and, um, Alice Wetterlin and Sam Richardson, we, we got very close up there and none of us had cars. So we were just at this hotel all day, every day. And, and, bonded so much it was like this surreal experience and uh Mm -hmm. just such a great time and then one day we we got a ride with one of the other actors 
and we all got shrimp. <laughs> we all went to this like shrimp stand. And Classic. We, yeah. we just got a ride. We got some shrimps. We got some you know? shrimps, yeah. you know. And then we went to the only movie theater that's up there. In my memory, there's just one, like a three screen movie theater or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw Inside Out. I out. <laughs> Inside Out. We are both Southern. It's, yeah, Yeah. that's probably what it is. It's just in our, yeah, it's in there. It comes out every once in a while. Everyone relax. Every now and then it will come out. Okay. (laughs) So uh, I was watching, I remember I was sitting next to Sam, in between Sam and Alice when I was watching. And the opening short film of Inside Out is I Lava You. I don't know if you remember that short. Oh my God. God, yeah, you know, that is a takes place in an island like Hawaii, and I yeah. just like it meant so much to me. It was it was like the perfect uh, gateway into this movie because it captured the feeling that I had of this this being in this paradise and it you know being with people who I love so much and yeah friendship starting and then and then to launch into inside out it just was a very powerful cinematic experience lots of crying <laughs> lots oh my lots. god I honestly I think this was the second time I've watched it since I saw it in theaters because it is so it's so powerful it's so creative um and of course yeah. I mean I would argue I, I'm similar like there are very few Disney movies I dislike even fewer probably Pixar movies that I dislike. Um, But, and of course, all Pixar movies, I feel like are so creative and so interesting, but there's something about this that takes a subject that is so complicated Mm -hmm. and it's able to communicate it in simple enough ways that a literal child can understand it, but it is just, so it, it affects them, but it is so moving for adults. Yes. I, it, it's incredible. It really is incredible I know. <laughs> for so many reasons. I feel the same way. Like I, I kind of marvel at the, the genius of how they put this whole world together of the, yeah. I, Remember the first time I went to Disney World, there was a ride. Mm-hmm. I was I was a toddler, but I have mm-hmm. a memory of a ride where you're like in the brain of a kid and like <sighs> it's yes. in a theater or something and you're there's like live actors who are like pretending like they're operating. You're like in the yeah. or whatever. Was it like Honey I Shrunk the Kids or something? It went, I feel like, like it was kind less, of branded it was like okay yeah but but yeah I I don't I don't totally remember but I remember like you you look at these two screens that are supposed to be the eyes and so this is an area that I'm sure they've dabbled in before as like how do you how how much fun it is to like (laughs) because we we all like experience being in our own heads and in our own bodies, but how fun to try to create characters within that and uh, a, a storyline. And I think it's, I w- I'm very curious, like how the conversation about Inside Out started, how that idea started. Yeah, to, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and the idea of like tackling mental health and depression, yes. I mean, yeah. tr- 
it's incredible. And that's why I love Pixar, because they aren't afraid to make movies that are important for kids to see and aren't easy for adults to watch, which I think is so wonderful. I agree. And so it like basically starts out and it's kind of the idea of, oh, okay, great. So this is like what's going on in someone's brain. Like I feel like it's pretty – it starts out kind of rudimentary and you're like, oh, a child's here. This is precious little baby Riley. (laughs) Um, And we immediately get to meet Joy – voiced I mean all of these voice actors are truly sensational I'm so glad (laughs) I am so glad that um that Phyllis Smith won a Golden Globe for this because she is incredible a sadness but um Amy Poehler as Joy is I, I truly think there couldn't have been a different choice she's she is Joel, I'm like, but that's her, like that, <laughs> or so I think. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. She is, a, she is a, such a sparkly person. She is fully positive and kind and like the, uh, she is joy. Yeah, she's so joyful. And she, did she work at UCB or she was on one of the teams at UCB for a while? She's one of the founders of UCB. The founders. Yeah. Okay. So there's, okay. There's four of them. Casual. Yeah. Yeah. Really chill. Um, yeah, yeah. Four of them. And they, they started the theater in New York and then, and then it expanded to LA and that's where the four live now. She still does shows and she, that's you know, awesome. very much involved in the community. So, um, she's great. Everybody loves her so much. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so we meet Joy and then we're kind of, as this is unfolding, learning how memories are kept in kind of these like pensive, like pensive type of bowling balls just to like blend Harry Potter in with this. Blend it, blend it up. Um, And, and then we learn like, okay, great. The brain is headquarters. So which is so true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we get to meet anger. We get to meet joy and disgust and fear and sadness mm-hmm. um, and learn that the memories are kind of stored like, I mean, essentially like bowling balls and that we have these core memories that get stored in a little circular device. Um, and those represent our, like our most important times in our life. Um, and, each one powers a different island or part of someone's personality. Like, and that was the first 10 minutes. <laughs> I mean, but they presented in such a way where it's, it's so not complicated. You just, mm-hmm. you understand right away what's happening. The, the yes. bowling balls are, are tinted with the colors of the, your, every emotion has a color associated with it. Mm-hmm. So like the, that I think really helps make it easy to understand like, okay, if something's yellow, that means happy. If something's blue, that, that means sad, you, you know? So the, yeah. the bowling balls are tinted with all those colors and you start to understand like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. The, and of course it works like this. Our, right. <laughs> our memories make up who we are, like our, our, right. our experiences define what our personality becomes. Uh, right. So yeah, it's, it's so brilliant. I think the idea of having core memories then power these separate islands mm-hmm. is that is real. I would never think of that. And I, I know my, un, uh, my 
instinct of like what, how that came to be is that they want joy to go on an adventure. They want her to Mm -hmm. have an arc, learn something, Mm -hmm. uh, go on this journey. And Mm -hmm. the best way to do that is to give her a physical place to go. So how do they, how can we expand this idea of core memories, then forming part of your personalities and also make it a physical place that joy has to like get to and gets into scram, you know, scuffs in. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and we also learned that, so at the end of the day, like the memories are sent down to long-term or in basically to each Island that they belong to. So that's like powering the Island essentially is their power source. And again, I think that's so, it it is, it's so smart. It's so clever. It's so succinct. And then I, I remember watching it and being like, well, yeah, that's probably my brain. Like, I'm sure why don't brains work like this? Like why, like this makes so much sense. (laughs) (laughs) Like this must be it. This is it. it. (laughs) And, and of course, immediately nothing goes as planned, um, (laughs) naturally. Um, and sweet, sweet Riley has to move to San Francisco and into a house she doesn't like and, and everything kind of goes awry from there. Right. Yeah. And I do love how Riley is technically, I mean, I was having this discussion with my husband, Jeff, and he was like, well, obviously joy is the protagonist, like joy and sadness are the protagonists. And, and I was like, well, yeah, but Riley is technically the lead, but you hear, you hear her voice through her emotions, like yeah. through headquarters, which I think is so interesting. Like she doesn't actually speak that much by herself. <laughs> no, I mean, she, she's sort of, uh, she's almost like a puppet for these emotions. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they, they mm-hmm. fight over who gets to control her and then whoever does get like, they, they, right. it, it almost comes off as them controlling her versus her controlling them but then but then they're all a part of her so nobody's really controlling anybody (laughs) yes yes super philosophical I guess um no I love that yeah I thought so too I was like wait so who is in control and then I was like Tyler who's in control like I don't know (laughs) it's me I'm in control Um, right Yeah. And I I think that is, it's actually a really apt metaphor because especially as you start to go into adolescence, your emotions do feel out of your control. They, they, they Mm -hmm. sort of, it really, it fits. Like there's no, um, you don't have any systems in place internally to uh, regulate what you're feeling and how you express it. You're just, you're just kind of getting hit with these emotions and they, they mm-hmm. take over your actions. Right. Yeah. And and immediately we meet Joy, played by Amy Poehler, who we said sadness, Phyllis Smith, fear, Bill Hader, disgust, Mindy Kaling, anger, Lewis Black. Dad is Kyle McClanahan, a.k.a. Twin Peaks, and Trey McDougal from Sex and the City, which I was shook to rediscover. And fucking Diane Lane as the mom. Like, this cast is ba. Bananas. It is bananas. No, it's crazy. <laughs> I don't think it's, it's so well cast. 
Right, right. <laughs> this is fake. Um, and I, I love how each of the emotions are, the way they're animated, how they're kind of pixelated. Like yeah. they look a little blurry. They kind of glow. I th- and I don't remember noticing that before. I thought that was super they interesting. They almost look felt-like. Like uh, yes. there's, yes. there's, they've got like a real texture to them that makes them seem almost, you know, Muppety in a way. Right. <laughs> I always want something to say Muppety and anything I watch. Yeah. Like sure. always. <laughs> so, so they're in San Francisco. Things are not going great. They only make broccoli pizza, which is one. I love the digs at San Francisco also yeah. about like everything being organic. It's, it's really clutch. It's very funny, especially if you're moving from like a hearty Midwestern Minnesota yes. town. That's going to be a real shock to the system. <laughs> I mean, that. Uh, yes. I mean, I would gladly move to San Francisco, but I can't imagine coming from like Minneapolis. I mean, weather wise alone, like that's a difference of like 100 degrees, basically. That's insane. <laughs> it's like being in the shadow of the moon and then being on the bright side of the moon. It's. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that about San Francisco. Yeah. Me too. I. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's pretty common knowledge about San Francisco. It's a lot yeah, like the moon. That's the tagline. They're yeah. like San Francisco. It's like the bright side of the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So sadness back at headquarters. She keeps wanting to touch the memories, but if she touches them, then they turn blue. They turn into a sad memory, and she can't change them back. Which. Joy seems to have like a pretty big problem with, which I guess makes sense. I mean, I have so many thoughts at the continuation of this relationship, but at the beginning I was like, but why is it a problem? That's what I always like. It stresses me out that she's going to touch them. But then as an adult, I'm like, but why is it a problem? Why can't she touch them? Well, I think that that's part of the arc that they set up for Joy's character, which is she's always been in the driver's seat. She's never had Mm -hmm. to let go of control. Like she, she's Mm -hmm. always been the one calling the shots and sure the others can like jump in here and there, but she she knows about all of it and she's the one deciding it. Um, so I think there's like, there's a fun thing happening with joy where she's, you know, a little self absorbed and, you know, Mm -hmm. not necessarily thinking, well, what is the best for Riley? Right, right. Not considering that it's not always going to be happiness all the time. Yeah. And I think I think it says so much about not always, I mean, not always seeking happiness, but also the fact that she doesn't listen. She's not a great listener. Um, and she doesn't listen to sadness. She doesn't work with sadness. Yeah. She like puts herself on her own Island, which is not helpful to a human being. No. Like you gotta have both. No. Yeah. You gotta Um, work together. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I think after all of this has happened, um, and things have not been going great. The emotions are like, great. We really need to band together. We got to figure this out. And so Joy decides she's going to wait. Riley's going to wake up the next day, her first day of school. It's going to be great. It's going to be sexy. It's going to be fun. Uh, We're going to make it a great day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's going to be great. Um, And so Joy wakes everybody up and she's like, sadness, you stay in your circle of sadness um, and you can't leave, which is (laughs) 
really extreme. But I was like, well, how how many times do we as adults say, you know, like, do we isolate sadness and say, no, you got to stay over there because I can't deal with you right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not your time. I'll get to you when it's time, but it's not your time right now. Right. Right. Um, We do get one of my favorite lines from Disgust. Uh, when she is put in charge of basically making her look cool on the first day. Uh-huh. And she says, I'll make Riley look so good that the other kids will look at, at their own outfits and barf, um, which uh, I feel great about that. Like, <laughs> that's how good I want to look. I want yes. you to look at your own outfit and, and throw up at it. <laughs> yeah, barf is such a good word. I've been on the receiving end of it. I've barfed on yeah. so much. It's, you know... <laughs> Yes. Yes. Um, So, and unfortunately, sadness does touch another memory. Shit gets super fucked up. And now she has created a sad core memory and Joy is trying to save it. But then just the first in a long, long set of like farcical mishaps, she gets sucked up one of the tubes that goes to, is that... What, like long the long-term memory long-term yes yeah to the long-term memory um and that's where all the islands of personalities are um and now basically riley on her first day is without joy and without sadness so she's only operating out of fear <laughs> anger and disgust which is a strong combo on a first day of school that you've never been to yeah yeah for sure and what i think is interesting too is all the other emotions are desperate to get joy back because they're not yes. used to being in the driver's seat. Like right. anger is super reckless. He, uh, <laughs> he's you know, crazy. They even try to emulate joy. Like they're like, that wasn't <laughs> like joy at all. You know? So we right. really look to her as a leader. I think it's just so smart how all these emotions have their own arcs. Like they, they yeah. all have to realize that they are as important as joy. And it's about sharing, uh, you know, sharing the, the controls. Yeah. Yeah. And how they all make up a human being. Yeah. And like have just as much import, but they have been told probably by joy or they feel like (laughs) that she is the most important. (laughs) Yeah. Joy, joy is, she's a, She's she's a narcissist. An alpha. She's a, she's a narcissist. Uh, no. Yeah, <laughs> she is. She is. Well, yeah, uh, she thinks everything should be happy. Everything should be w- what her uh, what her function is. She thinks is the best yeah. one, and she's not listening to outside voices. So she's really yeah. Right. She reminded me a lot. I don't know if you've seen trolls. Um, I haven't. No. Okay. It's wonderful. She reminds me a lot of Poppy, who absolutely operates from a place of joy at all times. And the biggest complaint from Branch, aka Justin Timberlake, is that she doesn't listen. And it's so true. Like she's she's operating from a place of joy only, and she will not listen to any outside criticism or she won't take help. I mean, yeah, basically they're both egomaniacs, you know. I mean, we get it. It's fine. It's fine. We love them. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's intense. They got to listen. It's super intense. Um, yeah. And, and that, that is the thing that is, makes you healthy as an adult is, and, and allows for Mm -hmm. empathy is when you don't, Mm -hmm. you don't, uh, just be, you don't think about other people's comfort with your emotions all the time. You let yourself 
experience them and then, you know, talk about them. But I like yeah. to me, the happiness thing is like, no, we, we can't be sad. We can't be sad because then people won't like us or we, you know, or we're yeah, going to totally. uh, achieve our goals. But, um, yeah, absolutely. But the opposite. Yeah, exactly. And meanwhile, we meet the, the, we meet mom's headquarters and we also meet dad's headquarters. And I love that the through line of everyone's headquarters are the exact same characters as Riley, but just with like a wig, a mustache, a strand of pearls. And I love that different ones run each of their headquarters. Like I love that, like the calming sadness one runs mom's. I I think that's so interesting. And I think that that is sort of, that's the the go-to state which is unfortunately like sad for mom <laughs> yeah it is but that sadness seems to be more of a, a a subdued sadness and not like a full-on depression but um right but what i also appreciate is that in when we get those glimpses in mom and dad those are well-oiled machines everybody there knows what they're doing no you know like it's so yeah everything's put in place. Whereas with Riley's it's, it's chaotic. Yes. Yeah. It's so true. I also love when we meet, uh, the boy at the hockey rink towards the very end of the film and and it's just everyone going, girl, 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 like sounding the alarm. Um, so now, uh, now joy and sadness are on this quest of sorts. They're having to walk across on these transporters. So they're crossing the memory dump, which if a memory goes there, it never comes back. We'll get to that. That is so intense. Um, (laughs) Basically like disappears like the Avengers did in infinity war. (laughs) And I was was like, Oh my God, this is is horrible. Devastating. It is. It is. And as dad's like kind of Riley's dad's kind of trying to like activate, like make her be goofy. um, The goofball island gets activated and shit starts shaking and then it just disappears into the memory jump. It's crazy. Right. Right. Yeah. Very crazy. It is. And Joy is like, okay, great. Um, I, I'm going to try this other, this other route. Um, like she's not listening to sadness. She's like, obviously you don't know where to go. So I'm just going to keep going. And sadness is like, well, you know, I actually read the manual, so I can actually tell you how to get back, but I'm too sad. So you have to drag me (laughs) everywhere we go. (laughs) Very funny. It's fun to make those two work together. Um, Yes. And, uh. And when they run into the long-term memory workers, the ones who vacuum up the memories they don't think she needs anymore, it's so brilliant. Because I Mm think one of them was like, uh, phone numbers, she doesn't need these, you know. Yes, yes. Yes. But they're like... (laughs) But they're like the commercial, like that one joke recall they keep using of the like jingle that gets stuck in your head. They're like, but she needs that for sure. Yeah. And that they just send it up to headquarters as a joke. Is- yes. It's so good. I love those mind workers. All of them. I love that they all look like little jelly beans. Uh, like- yes. Little tiny jelly beans. Yeah. Like I, I just love to think about animators being like, yeah, whatever. Let's just do whatever the fuck. Or, you know, that someone was like, you can do whatever the fuck you want with these, you know, like, who? And that is wrong. Like they're wearing construction hats. Like it's sort of run like, 
a factory. Yes, it really is. Yes. Um, and Riley, then we lose Friendship Island not too far long after that when she's chatting with a friend over, well, we'll call it Zoom at this point in our lives, but <laughs> chatting with a friend on FaceTime gets upset and then Friendship Island disappears. <laughs> and yeah, so now wow. shit's getting, it's getting raucous. It's, it's getting dire. dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> dire. Friendship it's getting dire. It goes down into the the, the dump. The dump. Yeah, I think I called it the jump. I definitely meant to say the word dump. Yeah. Dump, <laughs> the dump. memory jump sounds exciting. but Yeah, memory jump sounds fun. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and so so now they're back. we're back in long term with sadness and joy. And we meet Bing Bong, Riley's old imaginary friend, who I love that he describes himself as being made of like mostly cotton candy, part dolphin, part cat. And then when he cries, he cries candy. I identify with him so much. I love him so much. So cute. And he's like just collecting memories. He he like doesn't really have a a function anymore, but he's still there. He's still like living in her memory and, and, you know, wants to be relevant with her again. Yes. Yeah. It's so, so lovely. And he's like, Hey, we can just take the train of thought. I love it. So creative. We can just take the train of thought of a mat to imagination land. And joy is like, okay, great. We got to get her happiness. So I'm just going to follow this shortcut that Bing Bong suggested, even though sadness is like, um, that's abstract memory or abstract thought, like shit can get really weird. And they go in and the jelly bean workers have activated it and they all turn into Picasso characters. It's so funny. It's so, such a great way to just dip a toe into the, the other aspects of thinking. Yes. Your brain, mm-hmm. like it's abstract. <laughs> Having them yes. all turn into lines and like then just indeterminate shapes. And then I, yes. like it's, it is, a, it's a really, really fun fun way to explore that it is and I love that they come out the other end they do miss the train they come out as literal like genius right yeah train of thought so good they miss the train of thought and they basically come out of abstract thought like pool noodles like they all are pool noodles and I'm like again what animator was like we've got it we'll go Picasso and <laughs> yeah. then we're going to go full pool noodle, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Full pool noodle, inchworm, just lines. Yeah. <laughs> just lines. <laughs> and then my favorite, they get to imagination land, which has a French fry forest. Uh, incredible. Incredible. The best. Yeah. yeah. And they're basically yeah. just following sweet little bing bong, old timey hobo. So yeah. nice. Made out of cotton candy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And they're going on this journey while Riley is trying out for the hockey team because her hockey. Oh, my gosh. I sound like a Midwesterner. Um, When uh, (laughs) her mom has convinced her to, despite her being in quite the foul mood, because, of course, she doesn't have joy or sadness right now. um, And fear is trying to help her out with a hockey memory. But he and he puts it into the core memory holder. But then the core memory holder spits it back out and he keeps trying to put more in and they keep spitting everything back out and shit gets crazy up at headquarters yeah yeah it does get and they're they're really losing control here 
Yes, yes, yeah. Shit is literally spinning out of control. And in imagination land, Bing Bong notices how things are being torn down, which I thought was such an interesting metaphor. Yeah. Um, to losing, you know, Riley losing that, you know, that amazing level of imagination that we all have as kids. And yeah. if, you know, you're lucky isn't enough to continue to hold on to most of it as an adult, which I feel like you absolutely have. Like, we're so lucky to be able to have that. But like the castle gets busted down and it just dissolves into glitter, um, which I really love. Oh, no. Uh. Well, that that is the thing about adolescence where you're like, you're in, you go from that very imagination filled childhood part, and then you have to get away from it to grow up Mm -hmm. a bit. Mm -hmm. And then as an adult, like you were saying, like if, if you're mindful and, and fortunate, you, you're able to recapture and rebuild some of that. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, and Bing Bong is, he's very upset because his rocket is getting thrown into the dumpster or the memory dump. Um, and he starts crying and sadness comforts him and it makes him feel better, which takes joy back. Like she's so taken aback by that. Yeah. And what I love, oh, it's going to make me cry. (laughs) I know. I get so emotional talking about this movie. So emotional. I love what Sadness does, which is she doesn't try to, even even though she's like, uh, of course, is in joy, she doesn't try to fix it. All she does is like, Mm -hmm. listen and say, that is sad. I know. I know. know. I'm sorry. I know. I know. How did you do this to me? (laughs) I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's that moment to me. The idea that sadness and that crying, like the import of that and the import of feeling it and truly feeling it, I think what an incredible lesson to give to children and adults. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, to understand that it's okay to cry and and actually you'll probably feel better once you do. Right, right. And and this is really kind of the moment that – that to me, I was like, oh, yeah, joy is not listening to sadness, which I definitely identify with as an adult. Like, I love to operate from a place of joy and sometimes I'm not super receptive to my sadness. And so, of course, I'm watching this. I'm like, I am psychoanalyzing yes, myself yes. in a totally different way than I did 20 minutes ago. Wow. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think that is part of the fun of it, too, is that you start to imagine, well, what did, what do my headquarters look like? Who's mm-hmm. running the show where right. and, and what are my personality islands? It's really fun. Yeah, it really is. And anger at this point, back at headquarters, he has decided that we should go back to Minnesota. He's like, we're going to run away. Like, and he gives her the the light bulb idea. Right. Just, right. yeah, a s- super rash decision. Um, <laughs> they are on the train of thought now, luckily, joy and sadness. But it ends because Riley goes to sleep, which I love because the train of thought cannot continue. No, everybody just um, it stops what they're doing and goes home. It's very. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They and they instead, since they realize, well, or you know, Joy is like, we have to wake her up. She needs Joy. You know, she needs me. Um, so then they just kind of turn to their right and they come upon Dream Studios. Oh, <laughs> so brilliant. 
so brilliant, which looks so similar to the Disney lot and the Pixar lot. Like so many amazing Easter eggs. It's so cute. Um, and, I, and I love that they sneak on they sneak on the set and it's all these these jelly beans um, reenacting, you know, creating these dreams for Riley. Um, and that's their job. And meanwhile, uh, fear is watching it from headquarters. Like he gets to see the entire thing unfold. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's like sort of critiquing it from the couch, like, boo, pick a plot line. It's so right. Yes. Yeah. He's like, she's a terrible actor. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And Joy is like, okay, great. I, here's this great idea. We're going to dress up as a dog and then we'll bark and it'll wake her up, you know? Um, and sadness is like, I really think we should, we should scare her. Like this is what we should do. We should scare her. Um, and she doesn't listen and she doesn't listen. Um, and <laughs> they're connected in this dog suit and it gets ripped apart. So it looks like the inside of this dog is running around. Um, and it's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> Like, and I feel like fear is like completely traumatized at this point forever, basically. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and, and then I'm trying to, there, there was another Easter egg that I wanted to point out to you. I think, I can't remember if it was in this nightmare or another nightmare mm -hmm. she has where she, she sees the house and there's like a dead rat that like comes up and like, yes, I, mm -hmm. I don't remember where in the movie that is, but just to point out another mm -hmm. Easter egg, the music that's playing during that time is from the uh -huh. haunted mansion. <gasps> oh my God. Oh my God. I can't wait to go find that. Oh, that's well, such I, a good one. It, you'll, you'll definitely hear it. Oh, that's such a good one. Also, the music in this, the piano, like the super simple piano melody, I cannot listen to it without crying. It is so powerful. Yeah. Like, it's beautiful. Yeah. I feel like somehow they tapped into like the exact melody that would overwhelm all adults. And that's what they created. Like they just knew. They're like, this arrangement of these notes will make everyone cry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the fact that it's played so simply, that's also very moving. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, so Bing Bong, after this debacle at Dream Studios, has been taken to the subconscious um, where all things, you know, that we want to forget are stored or scary things are stored, which I love. <laughs> um, and he has the core memories with him. So Joy and Sadness are like, OMG, we got to go. Got to go get him back. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and they're in Riley's deepest darkest fears i love that broccoli is there i love that the stairs to the basement are there yeah um and they find bing bong in this balloon animal cage on top of a scary clown's belly which just it feels so right you know it, it just feels so right, right. I, I feel like a lot yeah. of us relate to that <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And so they're like, great. If we wake the clown up, then he will wake up Riley uh, and they'll be able to go back to the train station, head to headquarters. They'll get back on the train of thought. Thank goodness. It all happens. Luckily, like that does go according to plan. Um, and they are able to scare her awake so they can finally go get back on the train. We think. We think. 
We think, we think. Um, Anger is still driving the ship. Yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, at headquarters, still, still driving the ship. He's like, we got to go. We got to go back to Minnesota. We're going to steal money from mom's purse. OMG. Like shit gets really heavy, really fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great if you're leading from a place of anger, fear, and disgust. Nope. Like not, you're not going to make the best choices. No way. You're not. You're not. And I'm grateful for that lesson from Pixar 2. Um, and as this happens, as she steals the money to get the bus ticket, the uh, Honesty Island collapses. So sad. And at that moment, so does the train of thought that joy and sadness are on. Um, and so at this point, they're like, great. Okay. We got to get to Family Island. We have to protect this. But as all of this is happening, the long-term memory walls are collapsing. And Joy then makes a really ballsy, harsh decision and is like, listen, I have to jump into this tube, basically a bank teller tube, and head back to headquarters. And she makes the decision to leave sadness. But... Of course, because karma and Disney and Pixar, you know, if you make a selfish decision, they're like, this isn't going to work. So the two breaks and she falls into the memory dump. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And she she falls down there with Bing Bong, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at this point, yeah, it gets very scary. We are in a full state of Avengers Infinity War um, it is very dark. It is bleak. Literally, it is dark. It is so dark and sad down there. <laughs> oh, so dark. All the bowling balls have no light. Like, it's just like yeah. completely you become nothing. Yeah. And this this is really the part that just it is it is so, so exquisitely done. And it this was the part that always moves me so, so deeply is seeing joy feel sadness and her having that realization of the fact that there is sadness and joy and joy and sadness and seeing her cry and be able to fully grasp that all of this can exist within the same memory and also I feel like she has this massive character realization Um, mm -hmm. she's literally at rock bottom yeah yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh my God. Yes. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. And I love that at that moment, she realizes that sadness is useful and it's important. Um, and again, oh my God, it makes me so emotional. Like the idea that, you know, these incredible animators and storytellers are taking the time to teach children and adults this lesson is, is so I, profound. I feel like I got so much out of it. Like I, I'm not even, yeah. was even, it's so digestible, of course, for people of any age, but it, uh, mm-hmm. I really was like, oh, wow. <laughs> they explained emotions in a way that really made me feel better about mine and better about having some that aren't always bright or happy. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's so beautiful. And, um, and then they have the idea to sing for Bing Bong's rocket. Um, and it's not working. They, they keep almost getting there. They're singing to propel the rocket, which (laughs) uses like rainbow fuel, of course, which is the sweetest thing in the world. And Bing Bong, so selfish, 
selflessly uh, realizes that he can't go with her and sends her um, so that so that Riley can have joy because he realizes that having joy and having her is more valuable than having the memory of him. Um, which is so deep and so profound. Oh my God. So deep. Mm -hmm. And I, and then we get my other favorite quote, which is take her to the moon for me, which destroys my soul. I (laughs) cried like I hadn't cried in so long. I was bawling. Yeah, me too. Yeah. There was something so, (laughs) they really got me. I know, I know. And meanwhile, then Riley's still running away. So it's like I'm sobbing. My anxiety is so high at this point. Yeah. Um, and Joy is now she's looking for sadness uh, in long-term memory. And uh, sadness is running away from Joy. And and then I feel, you know, she when she finds her, I feel like Joy has this realization that sadness can't help herself, um, that she wants to touch everything and that that's actually okay. Right. Which again, literally made me feel like I was going to throw up because it was so profound and beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so touching. And that, and that something can change like a memory, a happy memory, mm-hmm. you know, with time can, can be touched with a little bit of sadness. Yes. Yes. And, and at, at headquarters now, this idea bulb, this light bulb has gotten stuck. And so the emotions have totally lost control, which I think is so relatable when you get something in your head and you're like, I'm doing it, that you aren't even listening to who is running your headquarters. (laughs) Or at least I know I do that sometimes. I'm like, this is the idea. I don't even care what you're saying to me. This is the idea, good or bad. I'm doing it. Um, And Joy, meanwhile, is like, okay, great. I have to go. I have to reach Sadness, who is floating away on a cloud of sadness. And so she replicates Riley's dream boyfriend by the hundreds. (laughs) Hilarious. So fucking funny. I love this moment of levity in this incredibly powerful, moving, emotional situation. Yeah, I die. I die for Riley. I die for Riley. And then it's so good. It's so good. Like that. And that's why Pixar is brilliant because they're like, great, but I'll also make you laugh through your tears, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And so she essentially like uses them like those connect the monkey, like monkeys in a barrel situation. Like they like propel her. in into the sky and you know basically then she is able to smash them up against a window at headquarters and disgust uses the fire of anger to break the glass and let joy and sadness in which is one of the best metaphors i have ever seen yeah in a film. yeah yeah wow it's, totally it's i didn't so think of that good. metaphor but it, it for sure is <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so good. And I love that at this point, I mean, sadness really, really saves the day and counteracts anger and is the reason that she is able to get off the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, and ha- her having that feeling allows her to miss and love and feel all these things she hasn't been feeling. Yeah. Um, which is so beautiful and that because they all work together and are useful in making Riley who she is, that 
then Riley is able to make the right decision. I think it's so, so beautiful. Yes, it's all of them balancing each other. Yeah. Yes, yes. And and I love that, you know, really, well, enjoy allows sadness to touch the core memory so that it's blended, which is so beautiful. <laughs> um, and uh, And that, you know, Riley really just needed a good ass cry and like, and, and that's like what we need sometimes is just to allow sadness to exist and embrace it. I love that they are allowing kids to have this narrative, but also young women to have this narrative. I think that's so beautiful. And to allow her to be angry or fearful, you know, I, I think that's so wonderful. It's so smart. It's so smart. And that her family, like, oh God, I really can't talk about without crying. I know, I know. That they like when she said she's sad, they just hold her. Like they don't I know. Like, convince her not to be sad or try to you know, mm-hmm. just really take their cues from her, which is such a great lesson in parenting too. Yes. Yeah. And I love that now I love that the film ends and each each emotion has their own section of the board. I think that is so lovely. And then I love when we start seeing more memories come in before they go to long term. They're all blended they're with all different blended. emotions. It's so beautiful. It's so, so beautiful. And then, of course, I love I talked about this earlier, but we get that great moment of levity at the hockey game when we get to see inside a teenage boy's head and he's and they're just screaming, girl, 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 like full, full alarm. Really went on a run here, which I think is so funny of different phases, different characters reacting to stimuli. Like, yes, it's, it's such a fun way to end it where it, it you yes. see the, we, we've gotten the profound lesson of the movie and now we can just like enjoy uh, how everybody reacts to things. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many takeaways, but what, like, is there one that sticks out in your mind? Like, what would your takeaway be? There's so many. I mean, there's so many. It's true. Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest one is that what you feel, you feel it. I cannot talk about my feelings. I'm crying. I'm sorry. I know. I know. It's making me feel better about crying from introducing you as soon as I I was like, God, get it together, Meredith. Like, get the fuck. Love it. Get it together. The, um, I'll, I'm all, I'm everywhere. I'm all over the place. Um, the, I, I think, yeah, the biggest takeaway for me is that you're, you're feeling emotions for a reason and they're not something to mm-hmm. run from or despise or try to change. It's, you're feeling them for, for a reason. They perform a function and mm-hmm. they're what makes you who you are. So it's yeah. best to just let yourself move through them. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I I feel like, you know, the idea that emotions aren't singular and they coexist and we need to allow them to coexist because it makes us who we are and none of them are bad. Um, And, you know, and all of them make up our headquarters, which I just love. It's important not to run from emotions or try not to feel them, but it's also important not to cling to emotions, not to like try try to be happy all the time or try to stay in a state of anger or or whatever. Like it's both of those are vital. Absolutely. 
Oh my God, Mary, I'm so grateful you chose this movie. Watching it at this point in my life during these crazy times was truly the highlight of my week. I'm And I'm so grateful you took time out of your schedule to do this. It means so, so much to me to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Tyler. I love talking to you. I'm so glad that we got to connect and I'm honored you thought of me for your show. And I had, I mean, what an emotional conversation. <laughs> I know, I this is great. <laughs> no, same, I love it. And that's why I think, you know, these movies are so special because they you know we all they elicit such uh, such an emotional connection to them and i'm just so grateful that you shared all of your thoughts on it you're the best oh, you're the best thank you for having me i had such a great time talking to you thank you for joining me for another episode of bde big disney energy we'll see you real soon 